Okay, Podsters, this is it. This is your tipping point, your moment to take action or live with never knowing what could have been. We all have that thing that we know we are meant to do that scares us, that we're not sure we can do, and that we know we need a little help doing. My Do the Thing Fall Retreat is happening October 13th through 15th in where else? Cape Cod, in the tranquil seaside town of Chura, where I've hand-selected a beach house for nine like-minded women to get together and do the thing. You already know that there's a life waiting for you on the other side of this thing. And this powerful, intimate two-and-a-half-day workshop is exactly what you need. If you don't do it now, you probably never will. Don't live with regret. Do the thing. Click the link. Fill out the very brief application. Let's hop on a call because I want to make sure it's the right fit for you. Together, let's do the thing. Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Medoff, keynote speaker, best-selling author, executive coach, and equity evangelist who literally wrote the book on women in confidence. And I'm Beth Knauss, creative copywriter who works with female entrepreneurs who are done putting safe and general content out there and ready to walk the fine line between honoring their bold voices and perspectives and honoring their professionalism. We are on fire and on a mission to inspire and empower you. And who are we kidding? The world to speak up, stand out and get your seat at the table. If you're looking for straight talk and a weekly shot of confidence, you've landed in the right place. Beth and I met while collaborating on my number one bestseller, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. We hit it off and we knew right away that we needed to keep these important conversations going so that women around the globe will speak up and stop building our own glass ceiling. So here we are coming at you weekly with a perfect blend of realistic strategies actionable tools and real life stories to bring these important and somewhat controversial ideas to life. Doing so with humor, kindness, and the occasional shenanigans. Get ready to feel empowered and inspired to speak up, to stand out, and to build your confidence toolkit. Note to men or women who are not working in a professional capacity, we see you too, and we promise you the conversations here will inspire you as well. So buckle up, folks, because here we go. Here we are. Here we are. Live. Here we are. We're live. Well, we're live. We're live. But they're not live. No, no. But it's good to know we're alive. But we will be going back to LinkedIn Live, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're going to start, we're going to get more consistent with our LinkedIn live. We are trying to figure out how to download it. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Um, but Beth, before we start, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about, before we start on our sexy topic, um, how's it going with your word? With my words, pretty good. I've referred to them quite a bit, encouragement, exposure, and allow. Yeah, those are deep. Yep. Those are deep. Those are deep. I like those. I like those. Um, can I tell a funny story about my word of the month? Please do. Okay. So January, my words of the month were mise en place. That's a, for those of you who don't know, a French 
term for everything in its place. Why are you laughing? Best laughing. Do you know where I'm going with this? I like when you say that word. Mise en place? Yes. Um, I might be saying it wrong, but <clears throat> anyway, so basically it means that every, it means everything in its place. So if you are going to cook something, for example, you would chop up the onions, chop up the peppers, you would, uh, you know, measure out all of the ingredients and have it all in one place before you start. It is a much more fun way to cook. It's a much more effective way to cook. It also means clean as you go. <clears throat> so everything in its place, if it's dirty, it goes in the dishwasher. So, um, I loved it. I, it worked really well for me in January. And there was at one point a couple weeks ago, which was in January, where my condo was just, I mean, it looked like we had been, it looked like the FBI had come and done a raid and they were looking for like guns or drugs or something. It was bad. I called Danny and said, just so you know, we weren't robbed. Uh, this is just what's happening. So I walked down my hallway. I have a long hallway in my condo. And I said, well, this Mies is all over this plus, so you better get on it. And I actually, this is what I said to myself, I ended up staying up late, later than I usually did, did to put everything away. And it wasn't from a place of neuroses. It was just, this is making, like, I, I have to put this away. It's causing me, causing me stress, which maybe is neuroses. But anyway, I put it away, went to bed a little later, boop, slept like a baby. Next day, I was feeling great. So the word works, everybody. It works. Nice. Very nice. Nice. I like to hear it. Like to hear it. So we're going to jump in. We are talking about recession proofing. Woo. Sexy. Yeah. Um, or more importantly, how else would you word it, Beth? You're good with words. Um, I would say, what would I say instead of recession proofing? I would say... Well, just like Mise en Plus, just be prepared. Be prepared for these ups and downs. Be prepared for the flow. You know, set yourself up so that you have a little bit of a cushion. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Not yep. just a financial cushion, just a cushion in general. Yeah, I would agree. So, yes, for sure. I mean, you know, there's the tactical, you should have three-month savings in your account. and uh, Sure, for anybody who can do that, that's great. Um, I remember when I was being preached this, when I was much younger, I was like three months, I'm never going to save that much, right? Like it depends on where you are in your career or where you are in your business. I, that's a lot. And now they're saying six months, but anyway, um, the reason why we wanted to talk about this is because there is an unprecedented number of layoffs happening. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't think that it's really become, you can't swing a cat without somebody talking about the recession, <laughs> Sorry, Beth, I forgot you have a pet cat. <laughs> and he, he happens to be here. He snuck in when I wasn't looking. Zorro, I'm really sorry. A... <laughs> I hope I can recover from this because as I'm saying it, I'm looking over her shoulder and her cat's there. So, you know, it hasn't been like um, recession, rec recession, recession everywhere yet. But when you look at the epic number of layoffs that have happened, it's coming or it's here. So we wanted to provide everybody, regardless of what you do, regardless of if you own your own business, if you are in corporate America, if you are just starting out, or if you are ready to start the next chapter of your career, it's okay. We got you. We've got you. That's right. And more importantly, you've got you. So right. Beth, tell them how to prepare. Okay. So the first <laughs> thing for me, when something like this comes up is that you know we are exposed, overexposed to so many news sources. 
And of course, the recession has been in the news. Now, I'm not saying there's not a recession because there is a recession. But what I'm saying is when it's in the news and it's everywhere and everyone is talking about it and you know they're not talking about it like, yay, the recession's here. Everyone's got some angst around it. By the time it gets to you, you are totally consumed with the fact that there's a recession. So uh-huh. what I would like people to do is just take a breath and look around in your circles and in your box and say, does it look like my company is having symptoms of the recession? Am I in my life, in my house, with my budget and my family having direct hits, symptoms of recession. And I'm not saying like, oh, grocery store prices, gas inflation. I'm talking about I can't pay my mortgage kind of stuff, right? I mean, because prices are always going to go up. There's always going to be another expense. And we know how to navigate that if we have healthy financial existence. So I think you have to look at that first, right? Some industries are hit harder than others. Which one are you in? Um, different levels of positions in companies, I would assume, are hit differently. Where do you lie there? And different areas of the country are also hit differently. So, mm-hmm. no, really. In the world. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt yes, you. You're right. Sorry. You're yeah. correct. So, yeah. I think it's really important to just hone on in to where you are and see where are you affected. So, that's where I think you should start before anybody has a full on panic or that sort of thing. Okay. Can I add to that? Of course. Awesome. Tee up. Awesome overview. So I agree. Don't panic. I agree. And I actually typed this in my notes. Do not drop your pants. Okay. Especially for those of you who are in business yourself. And for those of you who are in the corporate world, many of our listeners are salespeople. Uh, Even more this do not drop your pants. And try to reframe and go into this. There's an expression that I love, and I actually used to give it out to all my sales team. Pressure loves diamonds, right? Pressure makes diamonds, excuse me. (laughs) Pressure makes diamonds. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So this is when you can make a name for yourself. This is when you can stay close to your customer, stay close to your ideal client. If you're in corporate America, this is when sales is needed the most. So by now, you better know what your value is and you better be clear on what that value is. And if you're not, we have some past episodes that can help you get clear on that. Um, But this is where this is where you can either lay down and be a victim or you can step up and be a hero. So. That's what I will say first. Um, I agree with Beth. You need to be rigorous in what you allow into your universe and your space. Um, you know, I don't I don't listen to certain news stations because they're triggering. Why would I actively listen to these people? I no. So you know, kind of try to monitor that a little bit. And if you are in one of the industries that. Beth referenced earlier that that is likely to be hit. Although I don't think there, I don't even think there's any speculation on that yet. Yet, it's like Amazon, like who, the software, like it's it's everywhere. Um, how can you pivot? 
how, and I, mm, I hesitate to use the word pivot. That word is triggering for me for a number of reasons. Um, so how can you adjust? How can you repurpose the skills that you have um, if you need to? Because if, if you're out selling widgets or you're out selling technology, let's say, you, it, it's not like that's the only thing you can sell. It, people aren't buying it because it's a spectacular product. They're buying it because you're a great salesperson and you have figured out how to solve a need for your customer. So you can do that anywhere. Same thing with if you own your own company. If your target client is evaporating or you feel that there's going to be less opportunity, first of all, check yourself before you wreck yourself because there, there may be the same amount of opportunity or even more opportunity. And again, this is where you hone in on what is your unique value. And I'm going to see if we, I'm going to see why you're talking about that. If we did an episode about that. So, so I can refer our pods just to that episode. Beth thoughts. Excellent. Yes. So I know you're really on fire today with all these great little sayings, but <laughs> I want to quote my dad today, who used oh, to love to say, mm-hmm. proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> oh, I, re- I remember that. Hey, I have really bad news for you. That is really cute. I don't think he made it up. No, he definitely didn't make it up. Okay. He just used to okay. say it all the time. Okay. Um, actually, I think it came through, you know, uh, the Boy Scouts used it, but it was really five P's. My dad liked to say piss poor performance because that's the kind of guy he was. But um, yeah, it goes way back. And But it's very true, right? So how do you prepare for something like this? And I think you hit on it, Nancy, by saying value. So I mm. think that you have to have clarity on where is your unique, stellar, specific value. Because at the end of the day, as a salesperson, which we all are, right? We are all selling whatever our service or product is. There is a need that still exists, a need versus a want. And your job is to know your value and your worth and to show your client base that those things are needs. Yes. Did you just drop the mic? I think I might have, yeah. Yeah, you did. So I heard you say value and worth, right? Um, mm-hmm. Your worth, your financial worth, right? Not your self-worth, but the the dollars depend on the value you're providing. Would you agree that that's a direct correlation? Yes. Okay. So when we underestimate our value or when we cannot clearly articulate our value, you will not get as much coin. Right. Right. This might shock you. We have not done an, a podcast episode on identifying and articulating your unique value. Are you well, kidding me? How's that possible? Well, 2023 is going to be the year for that podcast, isn't it? Yeah, we need to We need to get that into the rotation stat. There is a whole chapter in the book about it. I am going to tell you which chapter it is. I'm going to stall while I'm looking for it. Excellent. Um, you know, so... And and by the way, we're, we're not, you know, we can be kind of flip. We're not minimizing the importance or the no, not at all. scariness around this impending recession. We're saying, you know, get ready because you know it's coming. So what is your unique value? So yes. that is in chapter, it's in the step up portion, page 58. 
I think we should do that for an upcoming episode. Yes, we definitely will. We definitely will. And I think the other thing, right, is don't freeze. Like a lot of the times, I think it's easy for people to say, well, there's a recession, so there goes that. (laughs) And that's, you know, I mean, I think you can, um, you can run with that for a day or two, but then you have to move on and and deal with it, right? And fix it and say, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Right. And be resourceful and say, what's my value? I got to get clear on this. I got to find a way around it because, you know, the other piece of this is that we want people to be getting paid their worth. And let's say that you have your clarity and you know your worth, but it's a recession and you're like, oh, I can't really ask for a raise if there's a recession. So I think that this is where you have to say your worth is your worth and your value is your value. So how do you negotiate that at a time where everything in the news is about, oh, nobody is making money or having money or moving forward at this point? Nancy. I am so so glad you brought this up. She sees me nodding. Uh, So during uh, the COVID debacle when Beth is twitching um, when I had several clients who who went for new jobs they either got laid off and and had to go get a new job or you know whatever they got promoted or it was just out of the normal course of business I cannot tell you how many of them said I can't possibly ask for more money now why not I agree why not right Right. and here's what I would say does the company give you more money when they're doing better? <laughs> so that's a rhetorical question, guys, right? So I'm not talking about profit sharing or any of that. I'm talking about, well, the company's not doing great. I couldn't possibly ask for money. Okay. Then when the company's doing gangbusters, they should be giving you more money. They sh- Do they come to you and say, geez, we just had a 10% increase in our revenue. So we're going we're gonna to amp up your salary 10%. Nope. Your value is your value. It doesn't matter if it's, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, on a Tuesday or a Saturday in the middle of a recession during a COVID quarantine, that does not affect your worth. It, those factors affect your confidence and your belief and your belief in your worth. So that's yes. on you, people. Right, right. And I guess another thing I want to say, because I'm thinking about it, I, I know we cover it in the book, is that... Um, you know, asking for more money doesn't mean that it comes to you in the form of cash. Maybe there are other things that your employer could offer you some other benefit, an extra week's vacation or, you know, something like that. That's not an actual direct exchange of moolah that can give you more money, just not directly um, in the way that an increased salary would. And I think that that's a really good point. So here's, I totally agree. There's a whole list in the book, but just really quickly for those of you who might not have read it yet. um, Dry cleaning, ridiculous, but yes, you can negotiate your dry cleaning, childcare, healthcare, bonuses, vacation, paid time off, um, commuting expenses. So so those are kind of like the tactical that, you know, uh, maybe you do a different variable if you're a, if you're a salesperson, you can also say, okay, I understand that right now you can't, provide what my worth is, right? Not what I'm asking for. I understand that that right now there might be some restraints with the company 
um, and I and I'm not able to receive what I, what we agree is my worth. Um, can we agree to, to meet again in six months to discuss it and make it retroactive? Right. Right. I just dropped the mic. You just because dropped. because. Okay, you can't give it to me now. That's fine. You can get, let let's let's say you give it to me a year from now. Are, are you gonna are you gonna make up for it, or am I gonna basically work below what we agree I'm worth? Right. It's a whole nother ball game. It is. It is. And you know what? I also think that if you're the um, employee who can say that sort of thing, you come across as being flexible and fairly compromising. And next time you're ready to ask for more money, you would like to think that that person will remember your flexibility from the time before. Um, I, I would. Of course. Hope. Yeah, of course. And if, if, if one of my salespeople were to say to me, um, well, Nancy, I understand that you can't provide the salary increase that you're telling me you wish you could give me, which I would never use those words, but that's a whole other thing. Um, if they were to say to me, I get it, you know, let's revisit it at next annual review cycle. And at that time, I'm going to, I'm going to want to talk about if we can make that retroactive. I would be like, well, good for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if I couldn't do it, I would, I would feel good about that. I, I, I would love that they were speaking up. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, I would love to take a moment to, because I know a lot of what we're talking about here is, is mainly corporate or for people who are working in, in companies. And, you know, when you work for yourself, the mind drama that goes around raising prices is, you know, similar and yet different. And oftentimes I wrote something here and I really wanted to share it because I think it's fun is that, you know, you can't sit politely with your hands in your lap waiting to be chosen or waiting for someone to hand you more money or give you the work or whatever. And I dubbed it the wallflower effect of just waiting to be asked. Um, and I don't think anybody wants to be the wallflower, but sometimes we do that to ourselves, right? Fear of losing clients or, which I'm going to come back to, uh, you know, as a solo professional being like, well, it's not like I'm a company and I provide all these services. So, you know, I don't want to rock the boat by asking for more money. You too need to get clear on your value and worth and know what people need and then learn how to talk about it because it is sales. And I know we have talked about this many, many times. And sometimes if your price is too low or you don't raise them, the people or who could be your clients may hesitate thinking that, well, your service might not be that great. Maybe they're lacking value. Maybe they're basic or you're inexperienced. Otherwise, why aren't you charging what your competitors are charging? Not that that's how you base your pricing either, but that is also a separate um, podcast. So, you know, don't make yourself a wallflower. Don't wait to be invited because there are people who need services and they're willing to pay for those services if they are clear on your value and worth. And that means you have to be as well. I totally agree. And two things in, in response to that. I'm so glad you brought that up. At the very least, I, I work with hundreds of mostly women on this. <clears throat> Excuse me. At the very least, if you work for yourself, consider raising your minimum. And here's why I'm saying it like consider raising your starting price. So let's say you charge $100 an hour. I'm just pulling that number out of nowhere. And I, I would encourage you to at least start 
at 150. You can always fade to 100 if you get pushback. So think about it in your mind. I'm going to start at 150, and if I get pushback, I'm going to go back. To, I'm going to go back to my 100. If that's a little less scary for you, try that. And the reason why I say, mentioned this is because I was working with somebody last week, and I said benchmark what other people in your field are, are charging. She did. She's charging less. I would say significantly, like 25% less. So she, she raised her rates 25% and has gotten no pushback and, and, and is starting from that higher point. If she feels like she's going to lose people and she wants to, she can lower it. Although I'm, I'm working with her on how not to lower it and how to show your value and how to close the sale. But you can always go down. You, you can't go back and increase it. Right? Mm -hmm. Once you're, once you're in, the, in the contract. The other thing I wanted to mention is um, I, we are working on our first guest podcast guest who w lives, eats, and breathes this topic. She is a multimillionaire entrepreneur. She is a huge success story. And we're pretty sure we have her coming. I just don't want to mention her name in case for whatever reason that doesn't work out. But this is huge. And that is, and I think actually we should, we should um, hold off on that, your unique value. We should, we should uh, uh, combine it with that, with her. Great. Because this is going to blow your mind. She's going to blow your mind. So, and you'll notice we don't really have a lot of um, guests because we want to make sure that they are highly valuable. So, you know, we're, we're very, we need to we need to figure out a strategy for that. Anywho, so know your unique value. Don't drop your pants. Be prepared. Pressure makes diamonds. Any other key takeaways, Beth? Uh, proper prep prevents piss poor performance. My favorite. <laughs> Clearly, and don't, and don't be a wallflower. We don't like wallflowers. I mean, we do. No, let's we not do. say we don't like wallflowers. We. We don't, we don't, there's no room for wallflowers in this podcast. And mm -hmm. if you need help, reach out to either one of us. That reminds me, applications are open for my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. That is the highest energy exchange. I work from anybody, that, anybody from a corporate salesperson, someone building out their own business, two of my clients last year hit the million dollar mark, to people who are pivoting, to women who are trying to figure out the next chapter. So I'm happy to help. Hit me up. And if you need help, articulating your value hit beth up this is what she does absolutely She's a writer yes and actually i have something i can drop in the show notes ah, what, what do you have i actually have a really awesome checklist about oh. all the places that business owners need to have content and how often or not you need to be writing them or refreshing those things so can you give me an example of that so i can well, sure. Like people have content on their website. Maybe you're going to refresh that once a year or so. You have social media. You're going to write that all the time, right? You have blogs or email newsletters. Maybe that's monthly. You know, you have profiles on your social, all these things. And it's a lot. There's a lot of places where we need content as business people. Um, and, but they don't all have to be written at the same time because it can be overwhelming. Right. And you can repurpose, right? Like if you write a great description about yourself on your website. Yeah. Great. I want a copy of that. Can I have a copy of that? Of course. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll get it from the show notes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Hey, I think uh, the next time we talk to our posters, it'll be March. March. Am I right? 
I think I'm right. Yep. I think you could yes. be. It'll be March, which is Women's History Month. It will be March, which is International Women's Day. It will be March, which here in New England, folks, let's face it, that's spring. That's right. That's right. So when we start wearing the shots and the t-shirts. Yeah. That's yeah. shorts for those of you who don't know that's our right. accents. That's yep. right. Well, great. So we will see everybody in the spring. And um, until then. That's right. See you in the spring, y'all. See you in the spring. That's a wrap, Podsters. If you were thinking of someone as you were listening to this, share it. If you nodded along and even shouted out a couple of yes, leave us a review. Please, please, please. If you want to make sure you don't miss next week's episode, hit that follow button. And you can find us everywhere. And if you would like to learn more about us and exactly what we do, take a look in the show notes for our deets. See you next, next week. Podsters. <laughs>